Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 470. One evening, as I looked up from my cell to the sky and saw the beautiful star-strewn firmament and the moon, an inconceivable fire of love for my Creator welled up within my soul, and, unable to hear the yearning for Him that arose within my soul, I fell on my face, humbling myself in the dust. I glorified Him for all His works, and when my heart could no longer bear what was going on within me, I wept aloud. Then my guardian angel touched me and spoke to me these words, The Lord orders me to tell you to rise from the ground. I did so immediately, but felt no consolation in my soul. The yearning for God grew even stronger in me. One day, when I was at adoration, and my spirit seemed to be dying for him, and I could no longer hold back my tears, I saw a spirit of great beauty who spoke these words to me. Don't cry, says the Lord. After a moment I asked, Who are you? He answered me, I am one of the seven spirits who stand before the throne of God day and night and give him ceaseless praise. Yet this spirit did not soothe my yearnings, but roused me to even greater longing for God. The spirit is very beautiful, and his beauty comes from, the, from close union with God. This spirit does not leave me for a single moment, but accompanies me everywhere. On the following day, during Holy Mass, before the elevation, this spirit began to sing these words, Holy, Holy, Holy. His voice was like that of a thousand voices. It is impossible to put it into words. Suddenly my spirit was united with God, and in that instant I saw the grandeur and the inconceivable holiness of God, and at the same time I realized the nothingness I am of myself. I knew more distinctly than ever before the three divine persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But their being, their equality, and their majesty are one. My soul is in communion with these three, but I do not know how to express this in words. Yet my soul understands it well. Whoever is, is united to one of the three persons is thereby united to the whole blessed Trinity, for this oneness is indivisible. This vision, or rather this knowledge, filled my soul with unimaginable happiness, because God is so great. What I am describing, I did not see with my eyes, as on previous occasions, but in a purely interior manner, in a pure, purely spiritual way, independent of the senses. This continued until the end of Holy Mass. This now happens often to me, and not only in the chapel, but also at work and at times when I least expect it. When my confessor, Father Sopochka, was away, 
I confessed to the Archbishop, Ramuald Yelbjivskovsky. When I revealed my soul to him, I received this reply, My daughter, arm yourself with great patience. If these things come from God, they will be realized sooner or later. So be completely at peace. I understand you very well in this matter, my daughter. And now, as regards your leaving the congregation and thinking of another one, do not entertain such thoughts, for this would be a serious interior temptation. After this confession, I said to the Lord Jesus, Why do you command me to do such things, and yet do not make it possible to accomplish them? Then I saw the Lord Jesus after Holy Communion in the same little chapel where I had gone to confession, in the same way in which he is represented in the image. The Lord said to me, Do not be sad. I will give him to understand the things I am asking of you. When we were leaving, the archbishop was very busy, but he told us to return and wait a bit. When we entered the chapel again, I heard these words in my soul, Tell him what you have seen in this chapel. At that very moment, the archbishop came in and asked if we did not have something to tell him. But although I had been commanded to tell him, I could not do so because I was in the company of one of the sisters. One more word from the Holy Confession. To entreat mercy for the world is a great and beautiful idea. Pray much, sister. Pray for mercy upon sinners, but do it in your own convent. This section reminds me of St. John of the Cross. There are three stages on the spiritual path. The purgative stage, a time of purification. The illuminative stage, a time of enlightenment. And the unitive stage, meaning union with God. St. Faustina seems to be at that third stage. And when the Lord withdraws from her for a time, she longs for that union. Full union with God will come in heaven, but there is nothing stopping us from being united with God here on earth. He wants to be united with each of us, and he teaches us how to do it, by living the gospel, by living like the saints, by denying ourselves, by taking up our crosses, and following Jesus. St. Faustina was also visited by an angel who gave her a taste of heaven, She was given some insight about the Holy Trinity. They are so united that when we are united with one member of the Trinity, we are united with all. And then St. Faustina speaks of confessing to an archbishop who was filling in for Father Sopochko, and he warned her that entertaining thoughts about leaving her congregation would be a temptation. Then Faustina is confused because she seems to be getting conflicting messages from Jesus and her confessor. Jesus seems to be asking her to do something that she is not able to fulfill. So Jesus tells Faustina that he will help the archbishop, the temporary confessor, to understand what Jesus is asking of her. From this, it seems like Jesus wants her to leave her congregation and to found a new one. As we know, in the end, she stays in her congregation and Father Sopochko founds the new congregation. 
It seems to me that Jesus is simply purifying her heart, helping her to be detached from all things, even her congregation, and being obedient to Jesus in all things. And in some ways, he is preparing the way for the new congregation to come into being, which will take place after her death. In some ways, Father Sopochko's vocation seems to be like a continuation of St. Faustina's, because after she dies, he is the one who will have to bring about this new congregation and help the Divine Mercy message be spread throughout the world, and it will cost him as it cost St. Faustina, because he is un misunderstood. He has to suffer. He is judged by many other people because of it. But in the end, St. Faustina is a saint. He is blessed, and they have accomplished what the Lord asked them to do. Let's pray and open our hearts to do God's will, because he wants all of us to become saints, all of us to be united with him as St. Faustina and as Blessed Sapochko are. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.